This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like fist. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 519. I am one of your hosts, Dave. The rave that all the ladies crave. And you can check us out, MarkingOut.com, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, all of those fun audio aspects. Go check us out, ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. Make sure you give us a like on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at MarkingOut, at BTTG161, at DaveTheRave underscore M-O, at Chris Swindog. And make sure you also check us out on YouTube and on Twitch. And, hey Brandon, don't forget Instagram. But how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing awesome as always, and yourself? Doing good. We have way too much to promote, dude. Yeah, we do. We have a lot of promotion. Uh, <laughs> how was your week? Well, my week was uh, it was a good week. It was a good week, you know? I'm still trying to get this vaccine that they got out there, but it's tough to get an appointment. Yeah, tell me about it. You know? Have you been trying? or No, absolutely not. Yeah, you're going to wait to see how all the they, guinea pigs they, work out? They open the pool... To, what, 7 million people? Mm-hmm. And they only have, what, 300,000 vaccines? Ding dong, yeah. hello. <laughs> Thanks, Bailey. Not gonna work. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know, this entire, like, I mean, I'm in the healthcare profession, and I feel like everybody, I feel like they're rushing everything too quickly, instead of, it should be like every other week, you open up to more and more. Or every... And like, then, and then there's like, oh... Whoops, our vaccines went bad. Yeah, yeah, it's... I just don't understand how they don't, like, they had how many months to prepare for this? I know. It's it's a wild time that we are living in, that is for sure. <laughs> I think that's enough politics. <laughs> <laughs> that's as political as we get. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, how was your week? It was good. Really didn't do much. Um, I think my week... Next week will be way more, like, filled. Oh, do tell. How is your week going to be filled up? Oh, well, my my niece is here right now, so. Ah, the one that you named. Yeah. After your favorite wrestler? <laughs> sure. <laughs> very cool, very cool. Any any other highlights or just keeping busy? No, just um, super tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. When, when was the last time you babysat? Uh, I'm. Not, I still didn't babysit. I'm not. I'm not a babysitter. And when if, the last time I actually did babysit was Boston. Oh well, yeah. That's. I mean, if you count that as babysitting, yeah, I guess with 2012, I was dude, gonna go back even further. Dude, that was definitely babysitting. You stayed with all the kids, making <laughs> yeah, sure yeah. that they didn't like. Go like down, go down yeah. to the, uh, go down to the wedding. Yeah, we're, oh yeah, that was Silva's, uh, yeah, <laughs> Silva's wedding. 
Brandon was the uh, the babysitter. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you need a recommendation, uh, you know, uh, I'd be happy to write you one for babysitting. I'm all right. I don't need to. I mean, that, watch you, anybody. You did a great job. I think the only casualty was a lost uh, Game Boy or something, but we found what? it. Yeah. I didn't. Not under my watch. No. I don't think so. Maybe it was after you left. Probably. I, thought, I didn't lose no Game Boy. I think I think Blake's or Drew's Game Boy fell behind the bed or something like that. No, nah, that's not my fault. No, <laughs> I didn't do that. <laughs> Brad, is, Brad is like, I had my eye on that Game Boy and those kids. Nothing happened on my watch. Yeah, absolutely not. Well, I mean, right there, that, that dedication, I think, I think anybody and everyone should hire you. As it was the other people that needed babysitting, truthfully. Uh, you know i don't know but give us a tweet you know if you need babysitting we got answers we got help for you yeah brandon's willing to help out but i think we could uh we could move on to some wrestling talk and start with some monday night raw monday night nitro it was the 28th anniversary episode and uh it's nothing super special. They didn't really. I mean, they mentioned it, but uh, it's nothing over the top. Yeah, it wasn't too special. It wasn't anything really standoutish. How I does mean, it make you feel that you've been watching wrestling longer than Monday Night Raw has been a show? Um, I love it. You know, and it's funny. I was actually talking to two patients today about it. One was near um, in her late seventies. And what happened? I forgot what came on TV, but something came on TV, and it may have been a promotion for like Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I brought up to her how this—that's my favorite wrestler, Stone Cold Steve Austin. And she was telling me how growing up she remembers watching Gorgeous George back in the day. Um, and then of course another patient in the room is like, just starts laughing, and he's like, I remember Bam Bam Bigelow. And then I went off on two different generations completely. Oh yeah, and I mean he was in his thirties, uh, late no, mid thirties. So it's so cool how pro wrestling that there is no, uh, there's just a generation gap, but it brings people together. Like everybody could relate to each other when it comes to pro wrestling to some sort 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 of form or another. You know, yeah. it's really cool. But yeah, Monday Night Raw kicked off with uh, good old Triple H. Yeah, this was uh, announced last minute that he'll be on Monday Night Raw, but he gets cut off by Randy Orton, who said that he wants the championship. And then he threatened Triple H, and then Triple H addressed what Randy Orton did to The Fiend and what he's been doing with Legends as of late. And Randy Orton claimed that Triple H... No, Triple H told Randy Orton he's not a legend. And then Randy Orton challenged him. And the main event of of Monday Night Raw was supposed to be McIntyre versus Randy Orton for some reason. And uh, Triple H at first said no because there's no benefit to him. And then Orton stopped him and used almost the exact same line he did when he challenged him for Super Showdown 2019. Mm -hmm. About a certain purse. And it seemed like Triple H was going to accept, but that, for some reason, didn't happen until later on. Yeah, but Triple H did, did lay that punch right into Orton's jaw. Yeah, uh, I just you know? think it's stupid that they reused that line. 
Yeah, I know. But what can you do? After that, we saw a message, a pre-recorded message from Drew McIntyre about COVID and how he's like, you got to do your part and we need to stop COVID. Yeah, protect everyone. Maybe they should have had this sort of message come across a lot sooner sooner if they were going to do it. Like, I just felt like this was out of place. Like, I don't, I understand that Drew McIntyre got COVID, but was that really necessary? And And if it was... If they were going to do this, I don't know why. Why wouldn't they just do this part and then what he had later on in the night also? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that confused me too. I didn't understand why not just do it all in one. Like, I thought for sure we were going to get McIntyre addressing Goldberg right then and there. But that it was just he was addressing COVID. Yeah, and like you said, that's something that should have been done a lot sooner. I mean, not, we, it's we not, put not out on, videos. We put out videos almost, uh, yeah. not and right away, but no. But and that's not on Drew McIntyre. It's on WWE. Right? Yeah. You know. But after that, we saw Charlotte interviewed about Lacey Evans flirting with Ric Flair last week, and she said that she was annoyed that she was being asked about Rick before her match, which Lacey Evans then goes on to win. Um, with a little bit of help from the nature boy himself. Ric Flair came out and eventually got involved. Uh, he put Lacey Evans' leg on the rope. And then he yeah. also held Charlotte's leg. Yeah, allowing to suplex Lacey, which led to the pin. Yeah, allowing Evans to pick up the victory. Um I uh, I thought this was a terrible match. Ah, uh, you know, I wasn't too fond of it. I didn't think it was terrible, but I wasn't too fond of it. I am interested to see what they're trying to do. I mean, on the way after the match, Ric Flair was saying something about uh, Charlotte not wanting him to be there and something. So maybe he's just playing the part of, uh, I don't know. It just, it doesn't make sense. Why? Yeah, but apparently Flair is there now full time, and uh, after the match, he was celebrating with Lacey backstage, and she said that she was going to be changing at the hotel instead of backstage at the Thunderdome. Which is still weird to me, because this is also uh, someone who has been on WWE television with her husband and her child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, so we're getting we're getting an Al Wilson situation, perhaps. I was just thinking that too, and it just doesn't make sense because uh, Lacey Evans utilized her daughter in a recent storyline with Sasha Banks, and Bale. yeah, so doesn't make sense, but whatever. We were supposed to see Jeff Hardy facing Elias, but Elias said he was injured, so Jeff would be facing Jackson Riker. Riker picks up the victory over Jeff Hardy. Um, Riker, I thought looked really good. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of Riker ever since TNA or Impact, whichever one he was with. I don't know, same thing. But uh, like, I was always a big fan of him. And the thing with him is he has that powerhouse appeal and physique, but he's actually really good in the ring. He's not just a, a. a big tree just moving around in there. He actually has great maneuvers in there. 
And it was a decent match, but Elias mm, distracted. Well, I, I I thought it was good for Riker. I mean, um, what, how else in would the way, it, I don't I don't think Riker should have had a victory the way it was. I think that it sets up Elias and Riker more so than anything because Riker picked up the victory with the schoolboy because Elias assisted with the distraction. But after yeah, that, then, yeah, after that match, super. it led it to Jeff Hardy uh, getting back on the mic, challenging Elias again, and then Elias taking on Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy picking up the victory over Elias with the Swanton. But terrible. But the thing is, after that match, he was yelling at Riker. He's like, where were you? Like, I helped you out. Why didn't you help me out? So I think that it's playing more into that aspect with Riker and Elias, which I still don't understand why you would do that either. I just thought the whole thing was dumb. But earlier in the night, we saw Keith Lee uh, about to get interviewed, but Sheamus cuts it off. And then this gets cut off by Miz and Morrison which led to a challenge, and we saw Keith Lee and Sheamus defeat Miz and Morrison. Uh, at one point, Keith Lee shoulder-tackled John Morrison into the corner, and the top rope broke. That was a cool spot. I have to assume that was a planned spot, but it was still cool nonetheless. Yeah. Sheamus tags himself in, hits a bro kick to win on John Morrison, uh, and they actually worked well together in this match. Mm-hmm. Even if Sheamus tagged himself in, they still worked out. They they celebrated, cut to commercial, come back from commercial, and it's Keith Lee and Sheamus in each other's faces, pushing and yelling. The bell rings for a match. Yeah. Keith Lee picks up the victory over Sheamus, and I, for... I, I didn't, like, this match was confusing. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't know if it was like the match itself or the match before that was confusing because like we've seen Sheamus and Keith Lee kind of feuding recently, but they were like best friends in the in the previous match. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I the thing that they, really... they hugged. Where where was the in between? They hugged and then all of a sudden they started brawling. The the confusing thing with me was I felt like I was watching Monday Night Raw from last week. Like I feel like this is building up for so long. And we've been saying it for a while that this is... I feel like Sheamus is in an ever-long tag team of hating each other and then becoming a tag team. But I don't think I don't think this is going to lead to more tag team matches. I can't see that. Really? I mean, they hugged at the end of it. Yeah, I, yeah well... Hmm. I, I totally see this. Now, next week, we're going to see Sheamus and Lee team up to take on maybe Miz and Jomo again and pick up the victory um well that doesn't make sense because they picked up the victory this week <laughs> i don't know i'm at a loss <laughs> after that we saw three mcintyre address goldberg the gist was he accepted yeah that was the big takeaway i think they even played a little uh video package from goldberg or they actually aired that later on which <laughs> whatever yeah, I know. After that, we saw T-Bar of Retribution defeat Xavier Woods. They mentioned Kofi Kingston was out with a broken jaw. That's wild. Yeah. Uh, and then Kofi Kingston posted his food on Twitter, and it's just like, Mush. man, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. 
It's really um, awful. But I'm happy T-Bar won this match. If the match su- took place a few weeks ago, I think it'd be very different. Yeah, and I'm surprised that he picked up the victory too. But Yeah, I think Retribution needed a win, especially a big win over Xavier Woods. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm happy they got that. Yeah, I totally agree with you. After uh, that, for the United States Championship, we saw Bobby Lashley retain against Riddle. It started uh, much like their match last week, except the roles were reversed, where Lashley started out uh, on fire before the bell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Riddle somehow got his mouth busted open during this match. Um, but for what the match was, I enjoyed it. I was a fan of it, too. It was pretty much what you expected, though. Exactly, yeah. It was, yeah. Like, I knew there was no way Matt Riddle was walking out as the U.S. champion. Yeah. For sure. But he but challenged this... MVP to a match afterwards, and MVP accepted, which is the second time we saw that happen on Raw. Yeah. And Riddle picks up the victory over MVP via disqualification. MVP yeah, wasn't prepared involved. at all. He was wrestling in the suit. It lasted which I, which maybe I two minutes. I like that he he was wrestling in a suit. Yeah. Uh, but Lashley got involved. There was the DQ. Mm-hmm. So maybe at one point in the future, Riddle will pick up the victory there for yeah. the U.S. Championship. We saw Adam Pearce and AJ Styles backstage where AJ was kind of... Um, fantasy booking of sorts here where he want he was like I'm going to win the Royal Rumble maybe I'll face you at WrestleMania if he beats Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble of course mm-hmm. but Drew Gulak showed up to declare himself for the Royal Rumble and Adam Pierce is like I just can't let you do that and he's like well, AJ Styles did it he goes you know what he's AJ Styles and if you defeat AJ then I'll Put you in the Rumble. And AJ Styles picked up the victory over Drew Gulak. I was excited for this match. Yeah, we got this match twice last year on SmackDown. I think last year. Um, unless it was... I don't think that was 2019. I think it was last year. I don't Had remember. Had to be last year with Daniel Bryan, that storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just ultimately, I wish this match was longer. Oh yeah, I forgot about that storyline. I think this was their fourth time wrestling total, including, I think, one CZW match. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, yeah, and it I doesn't wish, let down. But I, it should have been. I mean, not should have been. I wish it was. I just wish it was longer. Mm-hmm. I could have taken some of those other segments that led into other matches or something like that. Put it, put it towards this. Yeah. Sign me up for an Iron Man match between the two of them. <sighs> I don't think that's going to ever happen, but... No. But after this, you had a little flashback. uh, Look back into Goldberg's career. Definitely don't have to talk about that. We saw Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax (laughs) defeat Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose. Mandy and Dana declared for the Royal Rumble, so Adam Pearce doesn't care about the women doing that. He just cares about Drew Gulak. Yeah, apparently. But, But Shayna Baszler... Tags herself in during this, locks Mandy Rose in the Kirifuda clutch, 
Nia Jax was going up to the middle rope for a splash. We saw and, this with Sheamus and, and Keith Lee. Well, the only difference is Nia Jax and, and Baszler have been doing this for a while now. But they're already a tag team. You know, it wasn't like... They're already a, an established tag team. Unlike Keith Lee and Sheamus, who... Yeah, but how many times can we see the same thing? Well, that's that's the that's the winner question right there. And uh, something interesting earlier in the night, Keith Lee approached Triple H and said that he has his back, and he offered to take his place later on with Randy Orton. And Triple H is like, I need to do this myself. So, what I thought was going to be a match turned out to just be Triple H and Randy Orton fighting. Mm-hmm. No referee. Um. Triple H, I liked him doing the the backdrop spot that Randy Orton normally does on the table. Yeah. But Triple H grabs a sledgehammer, and then fiend gimmicks start happening. It magically gets lit on fire. Triple H magically disappears. And then a broken down version of the Firefly Funhouse theme played, and Alexa Bliss appeared. And shoots... A fireball at Randy Orton. I love this setup, though. I loved how she put her hands up in front of her face, just posing. Uh, She had that pain, and I forgot what the other side says. Play. Play. And then she removes the play just for pain underneath her jaw. And then she just shot that fireball into Randy Orton's face. Yeah, and overall, I still... I'm bothered that Triple H was used in that segment. And I'm, I wonder if maybe this was supposed to be the segment that closed Raw last week. Why? Because remember, there were rumors that Triple uh, that uh, Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton was supposed to close Raw last week. But uh. then they went with the McIntyre and, and Keith Lee match instead for the WWE Championship. That's very true. So I wonder if that fireball spot... like. If that was was going to be the case, I could totally see that, especially with the fireball. You can't come back from that. Mm-hmm. So, ultimately, I think Alexa Bliss won the fight between Randy Orton and Triple H on Monday Night Raw. Um, I'm totally fine with uh, that victory. Yeah. Moving over to NXT, we saw Candice LeRae pick up the victory over Shotzi Blackheart. And I thought it was a good match. I totally agree with you. I'm a huge fan of this being the opening contest, too. We saw Indy Hartwell get involved, which distracted Shotzi uh, for just enough time for Candice to hit Miss LeRae's wild ride mm-hmm. to, to win. And then later on, Shotzi Blackheart spoke about the Dusty Classic, and Ember Moon stepped up as her tag team partner. I think we predicted that, too. Uh, yeah, we did. We did say, I think you were hoping for someone else, but. I forgot who, yeah. I um, think, yeah, you brought up Ember. Yeah, and then after that, we saw Finn Balor come out and speak about his match with Kyle O'Reilly last week. Kind of made it seem like Kyle O'Reilly was injured. Um, but he moved on to whoever's next for the NXT Championship, and Pete Dunn came out with Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch. And Pete Dunn was like you know what ex- you know exactly what's next. And they surround him at first. Balor kind of takes him out, 
eventually he gets taken out himself, but Kyle O'Reilly runs down to try to make the save. So he's not that injured. He just wasn't cleared to be there. Yeah. He also gets beat down, and then Roddy and Adam Cole back them up. Uh, And then later on, Pete Dunne said that Kyle O'Reilly got in his way of the NXT title, so they're going to take him out. Which was, you know, a little foreshadowing there. Yeah, uh, after that we saw the first round match for the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. The Grizzled Young Veterans picked up the victory over Ever Rise. I know you were probably torn on that one. Yeah, obviously. Well, yeah, a very. this was a very, yes. Because Grizzled <laughs> Young Veterans made it to the finals last year, so I don't think they should have lost. Mm-hmm. But I really wanted Ever Rise to win this. But it was yeah. a good match. I really enjoyed their... Like, this wasn't... This, I think, was the, the most we've seen of Ever Eyes on NXT TV. Mm-hmm. And what they're capable of. And I thought it was really well done. Um, after that, we saw Johnny Gargano pick up the victory over De- Dexter Loomis. Um, beforehand, Gargano tore up a drawing that Loomis drew of him. Which I thought was funny. Yeah. Um, in this match, I mean... It- it was really I, I couldn't see Loomis picking up the victory, but no. like especially with Austin Theory at the ringside, but, but he did get thing. his hands yeah, on Austin Theory held Dexter Loomis's leg, which distracted a little bit. He was yeah. able to continue, but Theory mm-hmm. ultimately got involved again, and then afterwards we saw Loomis uh, lock him in that that chokehold. Yeah. And Gargano um, made the save, and then Kushida made the ultimate save. Oh, yeah. Kushida coming out there and just making his presence felt. Um, we had up- a sit-down with Wade Barrett between Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. They announced that the Fight Pit match will be taking place next week. It was originally supposed to be on TakeOver, but Which, that I didn't mean, happen. And it makes you wonder why they really postponed it. Well, maybe Timothy Thatcher was actually injured. Could be. Could be. Uh, Next up, you had MSK picking up the victory over Atlas and Swerve to advance in the Dusty Classic. Um, Yeah, MSK, uh, as soon as they announced, not they, as soon as the news sites announced that WWE trademarked the name MSK, I'm like... There's no other thing that could be MSK to me other than the Rascals. Mm-hmm. And it turned out that the that was the Rascals. It was uh, Nash Carter, Wentz, and Wes Lee, Dez, uh, in a very good, very enjoyable debut match. I totally agree. They got all their uh, moves in there too, you know? Yeah, and I liked Vic Joseph's nod to their old name by dropping, these rascals are high-flying. I like that. Um, Mm -hmm. But there was like, there was a moment where MSK almost lost and my heart sank. I'm like, I guess I could see them losing, but (laughs) I don't want that to happen. But I'm I'm happy they won and I'm I'm excited to see more of them in NXT. And then later on... They're a great addition to to that tag team division. Yeah, 
Absolutely. And then later on, Jake Atlas and Isaiah Swerve Scott were uh, arguing backstage, which had to be broken up. And Bronson Reed got involved. So I assume we're going to be seeing him face off Swerve Scott next week. Yeah, I would see that. And Swerve Scott really impressed me in this match. Uh, yeah. In the tag team match. I, I think he's so talented. Absolutely. Oh, I think all four of them are. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. They announced four teams for the women's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, which will be taking place next week, starting next week. We didn't have that date yet. Um, we're going to be seeing Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell as a team, Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter. Like we said before, Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart and Mercedes Martinez teaming up with Tony Storm. I'm really looking forward to this tournament. I wonder if we're going to see people from Raw and SmackDown. I know Bailey tweeted about saying she wants in on this tournament. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what other teams we'll see. Hmm. Uh, after that, sure. we saw a vignette for Karrion Cross and Scarlet Bordeaux. I think this was focused on Finn Balor. Yeah. Like, we don't know what's next with him. It's, I mean, Pete Dunne, but mm-hmm. also Karrion Cross made a, I mean, he also said that he wanted a piece of that. Um,. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess, yeah, it's definitely going to go after Balor because they still had that confrontation in the beginning before Priest. Right. Uh, so yeah. we can't we can't forget that initial aspect where Bar- Bordeaux came out there to confront Balor to begin with and then Priest just came on in there. So I definitely agree with you on that direction of the promo. But yeah, next up, you had Zaylee picking up the victory over Valentina Faraz. Um, this was a lot again. Well, this was a lot quicker than last week. Yeah, it was one. uh, I think it was just one move. Um, yeah, yeah, it was just it was just the kick. Just that kick. Uh, She did have a punch to the back of the head, it looked like. Um, But and then uh, afterwards. Whoever that person is told her she like did a, like a hand signal, and made Zaya Lee continue. Uh, yeah, she just beat her up. She tied um, her arms across the ropes and just beat her chest and then rocked her with a knee. But this person has has such control over uh, over her, so it's gonna be interesting to see. Where this plays out, and also with Bo, what's when are we gonna get to see him? But next Which up, you I had, don't know. Uh-huh. They had on the nameplate. I don't know how to pronounce it or anything, but there was another name underneath Zia Lee. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if Boa's name is different now. Did you see Boa? No, I it was just like T I A N S H A. Because I missed it. So maybe he did a name change. Maybe he did a name uh, change. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but in the main event sure. of the... Yeah. But in the main event of the evening, you had the Undisputed Era picking up a victory over Breezango to advance in the Dusty Classic and one hell of a great match. I wish this was a second round match. match, though. I, I just wish it was second round. 
I, I wish... would have loved to have seen more of Brizongo. I wish that this is a match that we get to see again in 2021. This match has been is probably one of my favorite matches of the year so far. This had everything in <laughs> 15 it. 15 days in. <laughs> yeah, 15 days in. But legit, this was um, such a good match. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was. Um, Lorcan, Birch, and, and Pete Dunn ran down to take Kyle O'Reilly out. Balor made the save, but he got taken out. And then uh, Fandango went for, uh, or no, Fandango countered the, the Panama Sunrise, which I thought was cool. And he went up for the last dance and got hit with that super cool, the, the super kick from Adam Cole to lose the match. Yeah. And it so. looked awesome. It was um, a great match. The Dusty Roads. Yeah, it was. The Dusty Classic continues on 205 Live, but we record while it's on, so we'll mm-hmm. cover those next week. They have uh, Killian Dane on 205 Live this week, which I think is funny. I I hope that they don't win, though. Well, it's Cause... Killian Dane and Drake Maverick versus Green August and, uh... Gray. Yeah, Gray. And, yeah, Kurt Stallion. Yeah, I hope that's. And then you have the Bollywood win. Boys. Bollywood Boys and uh, I don't remember the other match. Hmm. But uh, I don't know. I feel like Drake Maverick and Dane would win. I see Drake Maverick and Dane winning as well, especially because Stallion and um, Gray aren't as developed in NXT yet. So I definitely see that happening. It just stinks uh, that move- we don't have any more surprises in the tournament either. Like yeah, MSK was well, the only uh, ones that we didn't know. But it's still cool. I mean, oh, without it, Tony Nice is in it, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. But hey, uh, moving let's... over to NXT UK, we had Joe Coffey defeat Shaw Samuels uh, in the match. He started out as Ed Harvey, and he got pissed, and he's like, "I'm Shaw Samuels." He's a veteran of the business. He's a British wrestling staple. Uh, we know him best, I think, from TNA British Boot Camp. Hmm. I think he was like either second place. Uh, that was the season that uh, Mark Andrews won. Okay. Um, so, yeah, he was just pissed off, and now he's shot Samuels in WWE as well. Um, we saw Tyler Bate defeat Sam Gradwell. They also aired another segment with Ilya Dragunov working out at the PC, which is kind of weird to see him like without his contacts in mm-hmm. and like kind of like devolved of sorts. But he's just been training there after his loss to Walter in October. And he challenged Jack Stars to a match who he faced in his NXT debut. And Stars accepted. So we're going to be seeing that match, I think, next week. I'm not positive. Um, after that, we saw Ginny and Joseph Connors, where she explained her relationship of sorts with him. She's now the number one contender for the, the NXT UK Women's Championship. And she gave credit to Joseph Connors for helping her. And she brought up how being a woman of wealth helped her with wealth comes connections. Mm-hmm. 
Kaylee Ray came out and said that she'll retain, and then Ginny just claimed that she'll beat her for the title. Um, and I, their their match is next week, so I definitely don't see Ginny winning the the match uh, or the title. I should say. I I hope so. I mean, I'm a big fan of Ginny, though. Yeah, I just don't see it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Just like to have it on a random episode of NXT UK. I don't see that happening. Um, For the main event, we saw Walter defeat A-Kid to retain the NXT UK Championship, which was another really good match. I can't even, like, begin to assume who's going to be the person that dethrones Walter. Uh, He's been champion since NXT TakeOver New York, which was in 2019. I know, and we still haven't seen the follow-through of him and Balor. Which I'm right. really looking forward to at some point. And if, if Walter re, uh, remains champion until the end of February, he's going to beat Pete Dunne's 685-day reign as champion. So is that good or bad? I mean, they had they were out because of COVID. Um, but still, I mean, Walter is a, he's a machine. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. He's and he a should machine. be built up like that. I totally agree with you, but do you think that it's bad to have two champions that were back-to-back, I believe, right? Um, yeah. With such elongated title reigns, or is that okay? I think I, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I guess it's okay, because it makes sense with Walter being, um, well, Walter. <laughs> um, and the, I guess it, as long as it doesn't happen too often. I mean... Tony Storm had a lengthy title run. She was 231 days. Kaylee Ray is 502 right now. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. Because she won it at, at TakeOver Cardiff. Mm-hmm. So, but that was NXT UK moving over to SmackDown. Opens up with Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman backstage looking over their contract for the Royal Rumble. And Paul's like, I think it needs a stipulation. And later on, Paul told Adam Pierce that it'll be a no DQ match, which uh, Adam Pierce agreed to. And we saw Roman Reigns speaking with Apollo Crews at one point when Paul told Roman Reigns the stipulation. And Roman Reigns is like, I don't want no DQ. I want last man standing. So I thought it was funny that we're getting that sort of like run around from Roman Reigns. Yeah. Uh, but after that, we saw Jay Uso speak about how his family runs SmackDown and he declared himself for the Royal Rumble and claimed that he's going to win it and then go over to Monday Night Raw and defeat Drew McIntyre or Goldberg at WrestleMania for the championship. But then he turned his attention to Shinsuke Nakamura, who came out with his original theme. I did not think that was going to be a thing, and uh, he kicked him in the face, and that led into their match. I feel like we said that recently on the podcast. I think too. you said it, and I was like, "No, nah, I don't. I can't see it." Yeah, I, I feel like I did. <laughs> it might have been last week. Yeah, because I'm. Yeah, I think it was because I was watching the old clip of seeing him live at an NXT event in Albany, and. I, I still am such a mark for his theme song. 
So, yeah, very happy about that. Nakamura picked up the victory over Jey Uso. Hey, he's coming for you, Roman Reigns. Cesaro came out during the match and sat on commentary where he entered the Royal Rumble as well. Um, I thought for sure we were going to see Cesaro get involved here and like kind of turn on Nakamura. I totally agree with you, and that did not happen. But we saw Jey Uso use the ropes, and Charles Robinson broke the count because he saw Jey Uso use the ropes, and he argued with Charles Robinson, which led to Nakamura being able to hit the Kinshasa. And then afterwards, backstage, Jey Uso was arguing with Charles Robinson and kind of threatened to have him fired. Yeah, all because of playing by the rule book because yeah well because roman reigns runs the place so that's very true he we'll has, see what happens unquote, the power to do that yeah we'll see what happens it's kind of cool it's kind of like a corporate uh corporation aspect yeah except not we saw the street profits interviewed and they basically just said that they'll get their their titles back from the dirty dogs um Match up next, we saw Natalia pick up the victory over Liv Morgan. Billy Kay was out there with the Riot Squad and uh, also called commentary. Which, she kind of reminds me of Stevie Richards here. Does that make sense? Stevie Richards. Because, like, she uh, came out dressed like the Riot Squad. I guess I, get, I understand what you're talking about. I loved it. I thought it was hilarious how she was just... Throwing out the 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 devil side, the eye of the devil, and stuff like that, or did whatever. Stevie Richards dress up like I remember him dressing up as Dude Love specifically? But did I feel like did he dress up like more people than just that, or do you not remember? Al Snow did. Al Snow. Yeah, Al I don't Snow remember Al Snow. Game. I know Charlie Haas did. Al Snow did, I believe too. I don't remember Al Snow doing that. I know, definitely. I know definitely. Stevie Richards dresses Dude Love. But mm-hmm. that's what that reminded me of there. But during the match, Billy Kay got up to cheer on Liv Morgan and Tamina scared her. She <laughs> ran into the ring, which stopped Liv Morgan from hitting a move that she was going to hit. Oh, and she was Natty... probably hitting, going to hit that rebound. The rebound, uh, what is it? Edge move. But yeah, totally distracted Liv Morgan. Oh yeah, that's Yeah, I didn't even realize that was the... The yeah, flat I forgot. Liner. What was it? The flatliner. The flatliner. Yeah, she was probably going for that rebound flatliner uh, maneuver. But yeah, I thought that it was a really nice distraction. Yeah, but and... then Natty won with the schoolboy. Yeah. So many okay. people. So I know so many schoolboys. But Natty did something with the schoolboy that I don't know if I really because see she, too often because she's well trained and she's one of the best damn wrestlers in the company what what did you see it i'm assuming i mean what were you gonna say her left hand she pinned her shoulder down to the mat which i thought was awesome like she hit the schoolboy, but with her other hand she pinned down Liv morgan's shoulder which i thought was really smart i didn't notice yeah i, I don't it's something that maybe more people do do, but I've never really noticed it. But I thought that that was a genius thing because most people always kick out of the schoolboy and stuff like that. 
Not when it's a cheap victory win like that or a quick roll-up. That's true. That's true. I'm happy that she's still uh, part of the Riot Squad, though, it seems, for now. Yeah, for now. Um, Um, We saw King Corbin pick up the victory over Rey Mysterio. Dominic was on commentary and was attacked by Baron Corbin. Um, Ray tried to stop Dominic from getting involved, and then he accidentally pushed Dominic off the apron. Or, I mean, he got hit into Dominic and then got hit with the end of days to lose. Yeah, and, dude, you put Rey Mysterio versus any of the bigger guys, and it's going to be a great match. Like, him versus... I, I think... Corbin works well with the the smaller guys. Yeah, him. The other person that works really well with smaller guys is Brock Lesnar, and I think I, I think Brock Lesnar has gone on record saying that he prefers working the smaller guys because that's like the stuff that he can work with. But I thought that this was a a really fun match to watch, and the end of the match with Dominic getting rocked, it was a nice little addition. Uh, backstage though, we saw Rey Mysterio talking to Dominic and telling him that he needs to be smarter and not pick a fight with King Corbin. And yeah, Rey don't said pick that a fight with a, a what is he a, a giant? Gold, no, a gold knuckle. Oh champion. yeah, uh, yeah. The what is the that's like a, a typical boxing term. Yeah, 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 yeah. Golden gloves. Yeah, golden gloves. Yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> I went to one golden of those gloves. events once. Did you? Yeah. Butterbean there. No, it wasn't. It was like, uh, not kids, but like people our No, probably younger than us now. Mm-hmm. Probably like 20-year-old kids or whatever. Well, you're how old? So was like Mickey Rourke there boxing? <laughs> Mickey Rourke, no. <laughs> yeah. Very but cool. Ray said that he knows just the right person that to take care of Corbin. So I don't know who that's going to be. I don't know. Imagine if they bring back in Kane. Bring back who? Kane Velasquez. Oh, I was like, I th- I didn't know what you were even talking about, but I I like I didn't finally, even think of that, but I would mark the heck out for that. <laughs> finally, get Lucha Kane. Realistically, it's Big Show, right? <laughs> uh, I don't have yeah, a problem with Big Show at all, but realistically, it's Big Show. But here's hoping for Cain Velasquez. That's pretty cool. And hopefully his shirt gets put back on WWE Shop because I wanted it. <laughs> yeah, here's to, here's to hoping. I uh, I did order it and never came to my house, and they refunded it because they didn't uh, they didn't have it anymore. They, they were no longer selling it. Messed up. After that, we saw Ding Dong Hello, which is Bailey's new talk show where she came out looking like, I'm going to say she looked like Sally Jesse Raphael. With yeah, the glasses. that's... That's who I thought of too. <laughs> uh, but Bianca Belair was the guest, and Bailey claimed that she was actually the EST of WWE because she defeated Bianca Belair the other week. And I, from the start of this, I thought this was a funny segment because she refused to even acknowledge her until she actually knocked on the door and everything. Yes, that's uh, it, that's very APA of her. Yeah, very APA. And the cool thing about this aspect with the setup. There's always that aspect of the person coming to the door and then the good old switcheroo of somebody else is actually behind the door. But, of course, you can't really do that without the crowd. Right. Uh, with the with crowd. With the crowd, yeah. Um, but then Bailey challenged 
her to an obstacle course next week, and it's just like, what is this, we, Raw? But we know how nasty Bianca Belair is at obstacle courses. Well, I mean, I've never seen her do an obstacle course. But well, I mean, from her... the combine. <laughs> I, I mean, from the combine. I've seen her run track, so yes. Yeah, from And the yes, combine, and I've seen the combine, too, so. Yeah, so I think that this is going to be a really cool showcase, more so than anything, of Bianca Belair's uh, abilities. So I think it's going to be really awesome. Um, we saw an Alpha Academy training thing where Daniel Bryan and Otis were working on their hips with Chad Gable. And then Daniel Bryan was interviewed and Cesaro cut Daniel Bryan off when Daniel Bryan spoke about how Nakamura feels about their match last week. And then Cesaro goes on to defeat Daniel Bryan in a really good match. Big Shocker. I was not expecting Cesaro not to pick up the victory. And he, he was uh, nicely bloodied dur- uh, during the match, too. Yeah, I don't know. Was that after that kick? Like, did his head go into the ring post? I don't know. I'm I'm not too sure. I, I totally missed it. I like before that spot, um, Daniel Bryan did like, it was, it looked like it would have been a running bulldog. But it wasn't, they didn't have like the headlock or anything. He just had his arm. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to call that. It was like a running bulldog to the head, to the arm, not in, not in the head. Yeah, I like I, that move. But Daniel Bryan went for that flying knee to finish the match, and it got reversed into the uh, pop up uppercut, and then got followed up by the the neutralizer, and and Cesaro won. And again, such a great match. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, Nakamura and Cesaro picked up victories tonight. Yeah, and. Where it seems like Nakamura is leaning towards face, Cesaro is still kind of leaning towards heel. Yeah. After that, we saw Carmella interviewed, and she brought up how Sasha Banks has been missing since she lost two weeks ago. And then Sasha Banks showed up, pushed Carmella down. Reginald gets in Sasha Banks' face, and Banks said Carmella can get her title shot as long as she gets a match with Reginald first. Dude, if they after seeing his moves the other week, I am all for this. And I really hope that I didn't they even actually think of that. Yeah, I, I really hope they do have a intergender match. But would they that would be like upstaging Carmella and Slasher Banks? I don't think it would be upstaging them. I think um, I don't does think it, they'd does actually have get to... into a real match. I don't I can't see that happening. I mean, it, it doesn't have to be more than a three-minute match, but I'd rather see something uh, something good to showcase Reginald. Yeah. I just don't know if we'll see a showcase for him. I definitely don't. <laughs> uh, we see Apollo Crews defeat Sami Zayn, and they mentioned Paul Heyman giving Apollo Crews a pep talk on Talking Smack last week, so that was probably why he was with Roman Reigns earlier. Yeah, very weird to see Apollo Crews getting pointers from uh, Roman Reigns. Wasn't expecting that one. Um, but Big E was on commentary <laughs> lounging on a, ca- a couch here. He had a mini fridge. And he had a Ghostbusters a cr- ugly sweater on. Yeah. Um, Sami Zayn tried to use Apollo's trunks, but the referee caught him. And then Apollo Crews won with the tights the exact same way he tried to win. Yeah, I didn't really like that. I, there's another cheap victory there. Um, yeah, 
achieve victory, but I feel like versus Sami Zayn, that stuff works because yeah, but of for, his for Apollo pers- Cruz. Uh, Apollo Cruz, I mean, he clearly could... he's turning heel after the match. Him and Big E argued. Yeah, and who knows? I mean, Roman Reigns could tell him, "Do whatever you can, whatever it takes, just get the victory." But next week they're going to have a championship match. I don't see Apollo Cruz walking out as champion. Um, I could see an interference from Sami Zayn and this becoming a triple threat match. More so than anything. I don't know. And then maybe Cruz... Uh, and then that would be Big quick. E would pick up the victory over Sami Zayn in that match at the Royal Rumble. And then... And then Cruz pick up the victory over Big E after that? Perhaps. I could, I could see that working. After that, we saw the Royal Rumble contract signing where Roman Reigns finally signed the contract. Adam Pearce was like, I've been waiting all night for you to do that. And then he limped up the entranceway. And he goes, he had a goof mic the whole time, by the way. I know. That that, that sucked. That, yeah. <laughs> I know. But he mentioned card subject to change, the most famous line. Or I would say maybe the second most famous line in wrestling. One of the most hated where lines the, in uh, Where the actual famous line would be, say, would be never say never, but. Yeah. So, yeah, he mentions card subject to change, and he brings out Kevin Owens. KO signs the contract, so that match is set for the Raw Rumble. I was looking forward to seeing Scrap Daddy at the Rumble. That's not going to take place now. Yep. Well, I mean, I don't know. I wasn't really expecting to see. I mean, no, neither was I, but it would have been fun to see. (laughs) Of course, yep. It would have been fun. Because what happens after that? Like, I don't see Kevin Owens winning the the Universal Championship. Mm, No. Not at all. Does Scrap Uh, Daddy get involved and help one of the two win? Nah. I don't see that. Not at all. But that was SmackDown. We're going to take a quick little ad break with a word from Manscaped. Support for Marketing Out is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Look, I mean, I've done it. Dave's done it, Brandon's never done it. You're down there, you, sh- you know, shave it up, making sure everything looks clean and fresh, and you get a nick. You get a little cutsky there, and it stinks. It's no it- it's no fun whatsoever. So that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. So essentially, it's the ball hair trimmer equivalent of Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. And they just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to the advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. 
because we all know that Brandon's gonna need it. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower, so that way, you don't make a mess all over your bathroom. The one coolest feature is the LED light which illuminates grooming areas for a closer, more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet shrug technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. So that way, I can charge my lawnmower 3.0, my camera batteries, and my phone all on the same shelf. Huzzah! If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours and get 20% off and free shipping with the code REGARDLESS, that's one for this uh, read, at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code REGARDLESS, that's two for this read, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code REGARDLESS. That's three for this read. And folks, if you want your boomer sooner to be fruity, delicious, delicious, fruity, 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 delicious, well then, use the code REGARDLESS to get yourself 20% off and free shipping. That's now four for this read. Don't forget to sauce it. Back on Marking Out, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. we got to thank Manscaped for being aboard. Go to manscaped.com. Use coupon code regardless and save 20% off and free shipping. Um, I did not use my lawnmower this week on my balls, but I did use it on my beard. And I know last week I spoke about having a great, ginormous, awesome beard. Um, I shaved the whole thing off. And I did so with my lawnmower 3.0. Uh, it feels weird to be a human again, but I am, and I don't have a beard. So uh, if you don't want to shave your balls, you can shave your face, shave your head, shave your beard. Go to manscaped.com. Use the coupon code regardless. Save 20% off and free shipping. It's been a week in the world of professional wrestling, and let's kick it off with Impact. They have hard to kill this Saturday on pay-per-view but first you gotta have the big go home show um you kick it off with action as Kimberly picks up a victory over Ty Valkyrie Ty Valkyrie is going for the impact knockout championship this Saturday against Deanna Perrazzo so um this match Deanna did have a little bit of uh you know outside interference but it was also Susan who we saw last week, me and Brandon spoke about, who came out to uh, kind of distract Rosemary, and uh, she hit Rosemary. So that caused Ty to get distracted and caused Kimberly to pick up the win. I like this win here because it just kind of shows you that, you know, Taya might not be focused on the knockout championship. So that's uh, cool going forward to. Uh, we had another paid ad from Tony Khan and Tony Schiavone, this time hyping up New Year's Smash Night 2, which I'll talk about in a little bit. Um, and Tony Khan making mention to Brian Cage's uh, you know, run in Impact, which I thought was cool. You had Sammy Callahan cutting a promo. It's Barbed Wire Massacre this Saturday at Hard to Kill, and he says that he does not think Eddie Edwards is ready for it. And Sammy knows that he's ready for it. Next up, X Division action as Chris Bay and Rohit Raju pick up the victory over Manic and Suicide. So we've seen both these guys in the same place at the same time, uh, but it was Chris Bay hitting the cutter on Suicide to pick up the victory. Fast-paced, 
X-Division X Division match. Uh, after this, you have a match between Diener and Tommy Dreamer, which doesn't go anywhere because the referee calls for the bell because Cousin Jake comes in, takes out Cody De- the legs of Cody Diener. Eric Young comes in. Jake- Joe Doring comes in. Rhino comes in. This is all leading to an old-school match this Saturday at Hard to Kill between... Uh, Eric Young's group of him, Joe Doring, and Diener, and Tommy Dreamer, Rhino, and Cousin Jake. Will will we see maybe Heath return to maybe get the upper hand on that uh, this other stable? After this, you had a backstage promo with Scott D'Amore signing the contracts for the Knockouts Tag Team Championship between Tasha Steeles and Kiera Hogan and Nevaeh and Havoc. But after this, Brian Myers walks in and says he wants an opportunity. Josh Alexander walks in, says he wants the same thing. And Scott DeMoore tells both of them that they're going to face off. And they're actually going to do it on the pre-show. Before Hard to Kill, a one-on-one match. I don't think the Karate Man or Ethan Page will be involved with this. So that's cool. Um two solid wrestlers and I'm looking forward to this match after this you had Rosemary pick up the win over to Neil Dashwood you saw Caleb with a K trying to you know kind of get involved with trying to help Neil win but Rosemary's odds were evened as crazy Steve comes out and uh, runs after Caleb with K. Uh, Rosemary gets the win here. Uh, they set up a match hard to kill. It's going to be a mixed tag action as a, you could say, reuniting Decay or, you know, the members of the Decay that are left in impact of Rosemary and Crazy Steve against Tennille Dashwood and Caleb with a K. Uh, next up after this, you had Moose pick up Matthew, uh, pick up a victory over Matthew Palmer. Um, just retribution from last week and retribution after Matthew, Matthew Palmer uh, survived those three minutes. So, uh, yeah, just keeping Moose going strong. He's, you know, he, eventually he's going to be the world heavyweight champion without, without a doubt. Um, after this, your big main event of the evening is Carl Anderson versus Rich Swan, in which uh, Rich Swan gets the victory. Um, however, you know it's more focused on this six-man match that's happening at, at, at Hard to Kill because afterwards they go backstage. The Good Brothers and Kenny Omega are attacking the Motor City Machine Guns. Bedlam, you know, all these guys start brawling, and the segment Hard to Kill this Sunday on pay per view. So I think it did a good job of setting up some matches going in to the pay-per-view this Sunday and also kind of guiding along more uh, guiding along the matches that they already had set up. So I'll give you my predictions after I talk about because they're kind of intermingled. AEW Dynamite from this week. New Year's Smash Night 2. Another awesome show. You had Pack to start the show off, pick up the victory over Eddie Kingston. These guys have been neck and neck over the past couple weeks since Pack came back, and you know, the Death Triangle went back with Pack, and the Butcher and the Blade went with Eddie Kingston. You saw everybody kind of on the outside get involved. I like this match. I think this was a great match to start off a show, but it was Pack getting the victory. Afterwards, he was 
trying to he was applying the brutalizer and then you have the butcher and the blade jump in and then you have ray phoenix and penta el zero miedo come in and then lance archer comes in and the butcher and the blade and eddie kingston retreat so it's um a leg up in this feud they have lance archer eddie kingston doesn't so cool to that uh after this you had uh kentucky gentleman chuck taylor is now a butler as he lost to Miro, I think this was a it was a pretty quick match, and I think going into it, we knew it was going to happen. Chuck Taylor got a whole bunch of offense in the beginning of the match, and you knew at some point Miro was going to hit some sort of move and was just stop all the momentum, and it did, and it happened. Game over. Now until after the wedding, uh, Chuck Taylor is going to be Butler. Um, I hope that he has some sort of tuxedo T-shirt, which I thought would be funny. Uh, Dasha went. Uh, Dasha Gonzalez, Dasha, I said Dasha Fuente, sorry, um, had a backstage promo with Matt Hardy and Private Party. You know, uh, things are going to start being great. Uh, Mark Quinn did take issue to, to Matt Hardy taking 30%. Um, but, you know, Matt Hardy said, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, you didn't read the fine print, and that's a lesson you're going to have to learn. And... Mark Quinn commented, uh, called Matt Hardy a money-grubbing carny and said there's disrespect and, you know, they have to get thick skulls before, uh, you know, they can get anywhere in the business. After this, you had uh, the Inner Circle come out and talk about their New Year's resolutions for the year. Jake Hager screaming championships. And, you know, everybody's saying that, you know, they want to, MGF saying they want to strengthen their bonds, or T saying that he wants to perfect his grandma's cooking. Uh, but Chris Jericho says that uh, they're going to look for tag team championships. And him and MJF are going to go after the tag team championships. Santana and Ortiz have a problem with this. Sammy Guevara has a, a problem with this as well. Because, you know, Chris Jericho was a partner with him, with the Sex Gods, and now he's with MJF. So, and then maybe who's he going to think it's going to be uh, Snoop Dogg next week? But anyway, these guys have an argument. They settle it. Next week, it's going to be a triple threat tag team match with Pr- Proud and Powerful versus Chris Jericho versus MJF and versus the team of Sammy Hager, which I thought is a great name. And I hope, as much as I'm not a fan of Sammy Guevara, I think this is something funny. And I think this is a cool dynamic of a tag team you got the smaller guy like the Shawn michaels diesel type dynamic so i want to see them win this match and they'll be the official tag team of the inner circle so fun to that it should be an interesting three-way match and championships i think that's you know the best line jake hager's had all year championships yeah brah next up you have a backstage promo with alex marvez talking to the dark order you know, they said now uh, that uh, what's next for the group? And they said, you know, they have to keep uh, in Mr. Brody's lead, lead his name. And they have to uh, be better than ever. Next week it starts as they team with Hangman Page again, who's just randomly just sitting out of the frame. They just pull him in. Cabana starts pouring, you know, whiskey into his glass for him. And uh, out, John Silver's pretty, really pumped about uh, him joining the Dark Order. And they said, uh, you know, maybe next after next week he'll think about joining the Dark Order. So... Maybe a new leader. I mean, you can never replace Mr. Brody Lee, but uh, a, a new chapter in the Dark Order by having Hangman Page as their, like, you know, 
you could say that the rest of the Dark Order is simping to him, but that's not a thing. Um, but, you know, being uh, smitten with Hangman Adam Page. So next up after this, you're supposed to have the Elite in action. It starts off with a backstage you know, segment with Don Callis, Kenny Omega, and the Young Bucks. And Don Callis is like, hey, listen, you guys go out second. We really like your music. Your music's cool. Kenny Omega gets his whole silly entrance, the cleaners, everything like that. And Don Callis gets on the microphone to introduce the Young Bucks. But it's not the Young Bucks. It's the Good Brothers. First thing I found interesting about this is they didn't use their theme music. Maybe they didn't have the rights to it. Uh, second of all, I like this because who are they facing? Danny Limelight and the the Varsity Blondes. They're lower card guys. It's not like they're facing... But I know this Saturday at Hard to Kill, they're supposed to be facing the Impact Champion and the Motor City Machine Guns. This is not the caliber of... No offense to any of these guys in this match, but this isn't to the caliber of Rich Swan and the Motor City Machine Guns. This was just showing you... This was kind of playing a story now in AEW with the Good Brothers, saying, oh, hey, listen, yeah, they're the Elite too. You know, everybody thinks that it's the Bucks and Kenny. They're all the Elite, but... It's showing you now that the Good Brothers, it's kind of kind of splintering, you know, thinking, you know, last week you get this amazing too sweet, everybody's on the same page. No, no, they're not on the same page. And this match showed it, you know, it, essentially it was a squash, to say the best. best. Um, but afterwards, at the end of the match, you have John Moxley come out. John Moxley hits, he runs to the ring, he tries to beat up all these guys. The Good Brothers beat down John Moxley. Then I found it really strange that, Ray Phoenix and Penta El Zero Miedo come out, and they attack Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. And then the Bucks come out, and the Bucks are on the side of Kenny Omega. I mean, on the side of John Moxley. You know, they super kick the Lucha Bros, and it looks like, uh, you know, things are kind of breaking down with that, you know, big two sweet from last week. And uh, we'll see what happens uh, next week after Hard because they probably won't make mention of Hard to Kill in that pay-per-view on AEW. It's just AEW crashing them for that one time slot, and you know it's helping a Impact get some more ratings. This next segment, though, I mean, I heard people say that they thought it was good, they liked it. I thought it was real strange. You had the debut of the waiting room. Dr. Britt Baker, her guest is Cody. They start congratulating him on the Go Big Show with a baby announcement. You know, I, 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 the one thing I thought that Britt Baker was funny, it's just like, oh yeah, I guess what? Uh, uh, Brandy's off of TV for eight months now. Woohoo! Then Jade Cargill shows up. You know, I guess because you don't have Brandy, you want to keep this Jade Cargill Rhodes family promo going on. Jade Cargill slaps Cody Rhodes in the face. Oh, well, he slaps him. Um, and then, out of nowhere, then Red Velvet shows up. And Jade pushes her. They have a big slap fight. Um, and then Britt Baker's in the back, uh, you know, on the couch as they're fighting. You know, going world star, world star, world star. And then, like, Britt Baker goes, okay, let's just show uh, some footage of me beating up Thunder Rosa and washing the paint off of her face. That happens, and then Thunder Rosa cuts off that. It's just, it was all over the place. It starts off with like, oh, hey, Cody Rhodes, talk about the big show. Oh, yeah, but now we're going to keep the storyline going on with Jade Cargill, and we're going to continue it by adding Red Velvet, and now let's just throw it to a Thunder Rosa Britt Baker promo. But then the match was set up. Thunder Rosa says that Tony Khan set it up, 
at Beach Break on February 3rd, it's going to be Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. And she said she's not doing this and she has to go find Tony Khan. Next up after this, you had FTR pick up victory over Marco Stunt and Jungle Boy. You know, last week it was, it was supposed to be Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, but Marco Stunt wanted to get in because FTR was, you know, trashing him. Uh, FTR pits up, hits the, the big rig and scores the pin. So, you know, FTR doing a thing. Solid tag team action. No complaints here. Serena Deeb picked up the victory over Tay Conti and successfully defended her NWA World Women's Championship. Solid women's action here. I think it was, and again, the more that I see of Tay Conti, the more I enjoy her as a female wrestler. Your main event of the evening was Darby Allen successfully defending the TNT Championship against Brian Cage. I get what they're doing here. Like I saw people like trashing this. Like how did like Darby Allen's getting destroyed? And he keeps coming back. But I read one thing. Somebody said he's like, this is the skateboarder mentality in Darby Allen. Like he got thrown through a table. He got power bombed multiple times. He got flown and and flung around the link, but he kept going back. And in skateboarding, that's something you do. You fall, you you fall, you bust your butt, you get back up. That's the thing. And they're just showing with Darby Allen, just showing his resiliency, or as you know, as he says, relentlessness. Um, it wasn't to the you know, it wasn't to, it wasn't. You don't want to say it was like a super clean win because he did have Sting come out and kind of cause a distraction for Team Taz for. Uh, Darby to get the uh, crucifix bomb and uh, get the three count. So I, it was a smart way to use Sting there, which I'm all about. Um, and it kind of this mentorship that he keeps giving to Darby Allen. So, I mean, I would have liked to see Brian Cage. I, Tony Khan mentioned on Twitter, it's like they spent eight months hyping up this, um, excuse me, Hyping up the storyline between Darby Allen and Brian Cage. I think Brian Cage should have had it up. And then everyone loves the babyface comeback. Had the babyface comeback come in there. And had Darby Allen win it back with the help of Sting then. But, hey, listen. What's next for Darby Allen? Is this going to continue on? Is it going to be uh, Ricky Starks and uh, Brian Cage versus Sting and Darby Allen match at Revolution? We'll just have to see. But all in all, really solid episode of New Year's um, New Year's Smash Night 2 on AEW Dynamite. I said it before, we have a pay-per-view this Saturday. I think the first pay-per-view of the professional wrestling calendar. The professional wrestling calendar. Actually, wait, there was Genesis was a special event, but this they're 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 back-to-back weeks. Regardless, use that save a coupon code, save 20% off and free shipping. We have hard to kill. Ladies and gentlemen, um, I'm going to run over the card really quickly. Say who, say who I think is going to win. You're going to have, in a pre-show match, Brian Myers versus Josh Alexander. Stoked about this match. It's going to be a lot of fun. I want Brian Myers to win it just because, you know, got to love the Long Island people. In a reunion of the Decay, it's going to be Rosemary and Crazy Steve against Tennille Dashwood and Caleb with a K. The Decay is uh, back in some sort of form. I am saying the decay. You're going to have Karate Man versus Ethan Page. I think uh, Ethan Page is going to win this. I mean, it was, apparently it was allegedly filmed a month ago. 
Sammy Callahan versus Eddie Edwards and Barbed Wire Massacre. Uh, I think Eddie Edwards is going to win this because the Sammy Callahan has really been getting the upper hand recently. So I think that Eddie Edwards has to, you know, get the babyface shine here. You have Eric Young, Diener, and Joe Doring versus Cousin Jake Rhino and Tommy Dreamer. I'm saying Eric Young, they got to kind of keep him strong, keep the stable going strong, really hype them up. Deanna Perrazzo will be facing uh, off against Taya Valkyrie and defending her knockouts championship, and I think she'll do it successfully. This may be one of my highlight match. This and the Brian Myers Josh Alexander match will be my two highlights of the evening on Hard to Kill. You're going to have Manic success. Uh, de- um, you're, he's going to be. What is he going to be doing? He will be defending his Impact X Division Championship against Chris Bay and Rohit Raju. I want Chris Bay to win it. I'm over Manic. That's it. Havoc and Nevea versus Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles for the vacant. The finals of the Impact Knockouts Tag Team Championship. Uh, Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles. I've been saying this since the beginning of the tournament. So I want them to win. And then what I assume is going to be your main event, Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers facing off against Rich Swan and the Motor City Machine Guns in six-man tag team in a six-man tag team match. Uh, the Elite, as they're calling themselves now, Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers. I think they're going to be the victors. So uh, really exciting. Going to want to talk about it in full detail next week. But until next week, um, let's get to... That's right. Some shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. That's right. It's shameless plug time. Uh, first of all, go follow the band Resistor uh, on all social media platforms at, at We Are Resistor. Uh, they are releasing a new EP uh, yesterday. On the 15th, called uh, Chapter 3, Through Open Sky, uh, and they're heavy as all heck. And they're friends of mine, and it's hockey season, and they're big hockey fans. So go follow Resistor on social media platforms. Um, also, I've only got one more shameless plug, and go follow the band Thracian. You can follow them on Instagram at Thracian underscore official. They just released a two-song EP called House. Uh, it's on all your streaming platforms, so go check it out, and you better like it because it's my band. That's it. That's uh, that's the big announcement. I have uh, joined Thracian as their new bass player. Uh, it's going to, once the world opens up, we can play uh, live music again. It's going to be a lot of fun. We have some stuff planned up until then, so uh, go check us out. And I think our Twitter's Thracian Metal, but we use Instagram a lot more, so go follow us on there and say Chris from Marking Out sent you. Um, so from one segment to another, uh, hey, Chris, you got a match of the week? Chris's match of the week. Match of the week this week comes from NXT. And I know if you follow the podcast and pay attention to me, you're probably like, why is Chris promoting NXT when he doesn't watch the WWE product? Because there is Impact Wrestling Stars debuting on NXT this week, and I'm excited for them and their future within the WWE. It was the FKA Rascals, now known as MSK, Carter, Nat, Nash Carter, and what's it, Wes Lee, which I thought is a hilarious name. I just think it's funny because it, it, it's one name that's two names. It's funny. Um, uh, picking up the victory over Isaiah Squirt, Swerve Scott and Jake Atlas. Uh, high-flying, fast-paced match. I was I like the fact that the uh, MSK, as they're now called, uh, used the hot fire flame. 
that uh, pushing shooting star plat press, which is pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, go check that out. It's on the network, and then uh, it's on your Hulu or your DVRs. But uh, until then, Brandon, who are you shouting out? Damn it, Bobby! How many times do I have to tell you to listen to Brandon's shout out? The first shout out goes to Ferdinand. It's the 2017 animated movie based on the children's book from the 30s. I know you didn't see it, right? No, I have not. But it stars John Cena, and I know I definitely spoke about it years ago on the show. But I finally saw it because Disney added it to Disney+. Plus. Even though it's not a Disney film, it's so weird to see that on Disney+. Plus Because like Disney had a Ferdinand short in the 30s. Mm-hmm. which I think won an Academy Award. Really? But I always thought that they should do like a full-length version, like a Pixar style for that. Mm-hmm. But it was 20th Century Fox that ended up doing that. Huh. And because Disney bought the rights, they now have it on Disney+. Plus. So, And guess who's not featured? Well, apparently it's it's uh, the, uh, the, the cast is, is written in order of appearance. And John Cena oh. doesn't come in until later on. Was that their explanation? Or Somebody else what... tweeted to us and said that. Ah. Oh. But I would I would definitely recommend checking out Ferdinand if you uh, enjoy those films. The next shout out goes to Last Man Standing, which is Tim Allen's show, now on Fox, and uh, on last week's episode, Tim the Toolman Taylor was on. That's cool. And as goofy as that sounds, because Tim Allen... Yeah, how did that work out? The other character, they just were both on the screen at the same time, and I think it worked. That's really cool. They had, like, a nice little tribute to Wilson. Mm -hmm. And they had a funny uh, Tom Hanks line in there as well, so I thought that was uh, a pretty good episode. uh, Very cool. Last Man Standing. And then the last shout-out goes to the New Day Feel the Power episode from last week and or from this week actually and the best of luke harper on wwe network both i thought were great tributes to john huber Brody lee luke harper the new day pod had cesaro tyler breeze and eric rowan the wwe network special had wrestlers speaking about luke harper and then introducing matches that they were part of so they had bray wyatt speak about him braun Strowman, eric rowan New Day, Randy Orton, Daniel Bryan, Dolph Ziggler. Um, I don't know if there. I don't remember anyone else off the top of my head, but I thought both things were very well done and uh, very. I thought they were really good tributes to to Luke Harper. Nice. So definitely check them out. They're, they're both on the WWE Network. I'm pretty sure. I'm not sure about the Luke Harper thing, but the the New Day Feel the Power is for free on the WWE Network if you don't actually subscribe. So you could check that out anyway. Hmm. Um, but those are my shout outs. Now it's time for our, our That is right, our mark out moment of the week. I last week's episode of Impractical Jokers. They they've been doing this thing where they get to together, 
and have dinner on on Zoom, I guess, with each other. Uh huh. Instead of like going out and being in the world, how their normal episodes were. Uh, and last week, Murr was making fun of. Uh, wait, was it Murr? Oh yeah, yeah. Murr was making fun of uh, the way that that Q and Sal were dressed. And he said that he looked they, that they looked like roadies for Hacksaw Jim Dugan, which I thought was funny because I pop every time I hear Jimmy Dugan. That's a, a league of their own thing. <laughs> but then they all started making fun of Murph for not knowing how to say Duggan, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> which awesome. I thought was funny. And then then he said that um, that they looked like nephews of Captain Lou Albano. And Sal said that he was thinking about maybe dressing up as Captain Lou for Halloween next year. And Q was like, if you do that, I'll be Cindy Lauper. So I thought that was funny. It's cool to see outside, like, it's, it's clearly not a wrestling show, but there's wrestling all around the world, and I think that's cool. Yeah. Uh, and then also, something that I marked out for was seeing Stone Cold basically put over Bailey and Sasha Banks, um, their match from NXT TakeOver Brooklyn on the Broken Skull session with Bailey this week. That's cool. I thought that was really cool. So check that out on the WWE Network as well. For sure. You know, I I marked out for uh, on the news this week. Stone Cold Steve Austin was on TV promoting on uh, Broken Skull Ranch. What yeah. News? I, um, ba, 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 ba. I forgot. It wasn't usually I watch. So in the morning, usually in the clinic, I put on Channel Eleven um, because it's they are hilarious. And what stinks. Is I actually well, it doesn't stink, but I know all of the broadcasters now, like all of their first, like they are that good. You got you got Ben, Dan, Betty, OG, and um, Maricel. They are awesome. Definitely check them out. But no, it wasn't that news. I think it was like Channel <laughs> Seven, or no, it was um, yeah, it was Channel Seven. I forgot what the TV was called. Yeah, the first uh, the first episode with Luke Combs from the new season was on this past week after Monday Night Raw. Next week, I think, is Ice-T, which I'm excited for because Ice-T did Godfather's theme song at one point. Oh, yeah. I thought I, the, I don't yeah, think Luke, they're going to talk about that at all. but Maybe not, but I thought it was cool with the Luke Combs and stuff like that. Like, um, just them talking about everything and learning a little bit more about Luke Combs. <laughs> it's funny that Steve Austin is basically a Luke Combs mark. Yeah, it's. I always think that's cool. Like that Stone Cold Steve Austin is such a fan of these people, but these people are even bigger fans of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like it's so cool when you think about like that these celebrities and stuff that we listen to and we watch are just as big of fans as some of the wrestlers that we know. Like we listen to Luke Combs and stuff. We're fan of his music. But he's also a huge fan of Stone Cold. I mean, he was even rocking his gear. Yeah. Well, no, he wasn't rocking gear, I would say. He was rocking an old T-shirt. But <laughs> an old T-shirt, yeah. Luke Combs showed up in black trunks and uh, a knee brace. That's, <laughs> that's yeah, pretty much. Uh, um, but, yeah, that's that's our markout moment of the week. That's episode 519. You could follow us on Twitter at MarkingOut, at BTTG161, at Chris Sweendog, at DaveTheRave underscore MO. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut. Subscribe on YouTube, YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11. Follow us on Instagram at MarkingOut11. Follow me on Instagram at BTTG161. Buy some t-shirts. Uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. 
Use the code REGARDLESS for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. We're also on Twitch, twitch.tv slash out. And uh, just check the show out. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify Podcasts, and more. We wish you the... The... Best... Best of luck in your future endeavors. Have fantastic weeks.